live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Kenny Pickett's going to be right there. I think the issue is going to be, we're going to hear it between now and late April, hand size. Is it eight and three quarters, eight and a half, nine and a quarter? Nine's kind of the uh, mark you want to be at. But at the end of the day, wearing the gloves, both hands, no matter what the weather is, Kenny Pickett will be scrutinized. And I have him going slightly ahead of where the Steelers are picking. I was listening to what you were saying about the Steelers and Kenny Pickett, the whole Mark Whipple connection. Mark Whipple, of course, now in Nebraska. But he was the OC and quarterback coach with Kenny there. I've been with the Steelers with Ben. Uh, but I think they would have to move up. I don't think Kenny Pickett right now drops down to where the Steelers are. I have him going to New Orleans. Could have given them to Atlanta at 8 or Washington at 11. Opted to go with Willis. Gave Atlanta Derek Stingley, Jr. But uh, I think Pickett is gone by the Steelers' selection. That is Mel Kuyper. Gone by the Steelers' selection. The odds-on favorite to be the quarterback in Pittsburgh is Mason Rudolph. You riding with that, or would you rather have Pickett make a move or really going after one of these guys that potentially could come free? At a big cost, but could come free. Yeah, Um, it's risky, you know, because the guys that can come free – Aaron Rodgers' possibility, Russell Wilson a possibility. I think if you're Pittsburgh, because you still have a defense that, I mean, they kind of underachieved this year, but I'm still confident in them. I still believe in Mike Tomlin. I think you got to strike when the iron's hot. So if you have a good idea, you can get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, but by all means do that. I don't think they have a good chance of doing that. So then you either trade up, you do what you got to do to get get your guy in the draft. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. No, I have not talked to Trent Baalke. Not being paid by Trent Baalke yet, although I would accept cash in advance. Uh, Austin and I both feel, though, that Trent is getting a little <laughs> too much venom. <laughs> no, don't. Hold on. Hold on now, man. Hey, like, listen. I got your back in a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. All right, Not this one. Huh? All right. I mean, if if we were in the streets and, and some other, you know, guys from different sports shows, he, you know, domestic or across the, whatever, if they try to step to us, Brent, you know, I got our back. I appreciate that. Right? Yeah. Um, if any kind of coaches, players came at you, depending on who the player was, I got your back. Depending on who the player was. Um, when it comes to you and in this whole, you know, crusade that you're trying to run here with Trent Bulky, you're on your own, man. And I'm sorry, but you're on your own. Uh, surprised uh, that that uh, Casey even took the picture down. Uh, oh, he took the picture down. Yeah. No. I didn't know if it was an all-show activity. Well, you can put it back up. That's fine. Uh, it, it's fine. Th- I mean, I'm making T-shirts. So I don't know what. <laughs> <Yeah. it. laughs> okay. Very good. <laughs> J Del- DJ Delphonic. Yeah. Uh, you you'll get a little credit. Yeah. <laughs> that was quick, by the way. How do these people do this this fast? Man, like, what are you guys some, doing? There, there's some creative people out there, dude. Uh. I, I think I've been taken out of context, by the way. Now I know how players feel. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Brent? I mean, I, I'm t- you You need to get a Twitter chaperone. You really do. Because isn't the first time you've had some problems on Twitter lately. That is true. I, it's right? been a rough go in 2022 so you're, you're, far. You're relentless. You're, like, you're, you're ruthless. That's actually a good point. This, you're, yeah. It's this delete a tweet coming up on Friday or whatever. I yeah. got one. Hey, do, <laughs> do, do you know what it is? It's that damn Yellowstone show he's watching too much. He's watching all Kevin Costner. Well, they're not tweeting, I assume, in Yellowstone, <laughs> but just kind of playing it fast, playing it loose. I'm sure some of that happens in Yellowstone, right? Hey, People get a little too cocky. Isn't there a Yellowstone spinoff? There is, 1883. I'm watching it. They keep running the ads during football. 
There's another Yellowstone? Well, it's kind of like the prelude of how Yellowstone began. It's okay. weird it came after. Yeah. But it's uh, Tim McGraw. Okay. And Faith Hill. <laughs> really? I'm all set. Seriously. I'm all set. All is the, it, is Sam Elliott producing? in it? Uh, who? Sam Elliott. Yes. Mustache? Yeah. yeah, he's the picture. That's yeah. how hey, I... Yeah, Sam Elliott's l- fantastic. Well, hey, let's go yeah. ahead and lead off with Sam Elliott then. Don't don't try to sell me a show and say, well, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill ordered it. Well, I was just saying. Unless, it, unless it's a country album, I don't care. Actually, no, I Sam Elliott. They're very good. The soundtrack to the show might be a banger, though. They're good. Honestly. They're good. <laughs> just boys making noise with the southern boys. Yeah. 1883. 1883 is a little slow. Like, Yellowstone's 20 times better than 1883. So I think so it, it's, it's like from I'm, the year 1883. Yeah, well, it's it's based again. It's set up. It the setup is how the Yellowstone, like the Yellowstone's all about the Dutton Ranch. Okay, like okay, that's where everything takes place. Yeah, and he owns this big property and blah 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 blah. Yeah, that's the that's the premise of the whole thing. Sure, and the whole family owns it. And it stayed in the family forever. Well, this is how they got. The property, like how they got to Yellowstone. So like the big so trail to Yellowstone. Way back, yeah. Oh, so it's like Oregon Trail. A little bit. Actually, it's a so, lot like. Hey, that. I'll just play the Oregon Trail. It's pretty slow. It's it's like it's ser- seriously. People, it's, people Yellowstone, are dysentery and stuff. Yeah, Yellowstone yeah. is fifty times better. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever watch The Ranch? Uh, I don't know. I feel like you'd like that. I I don't. You I never don't seen The Ranch? So. No. I don't think I've heard of it. I, I know Sam Elliott's in it. Yeah. But also that dude that got canceled. Um, yeah, is Danny Masters, the guy from that 70s show yeah. and Aston Kutcher, right? Yep. I remember that. I just never checked it out. Um, it's okay. We will. <laughs> should we? Should we say like a? Do you ever? Have you ever seen like once a day? And I get my answer is probably going to be no. Four out of five days, maybe twenty-eight out of thirty days in the month. <laughs> well, I thought I had a chance with the TV show. I mean, is that was that a TV show? That yeah, was yeah, yeah, it's a, a show. TV show. Yeah. It was on Netflix. Hey, at least you saw old No Country for Old Men. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I'm proud Didn't of you know that what one. I was seeing. Now, I mean, I, <laughs> I just wish you wouldn't take my advice and watch uh, There Will Be Blood. But you know, I, I just I, I speak on deaf ears sometimes. I guess you don't take me seriously, man. Joe with a lot of numbers six three two eight one eight six five on uh, Twitter. No, I am not pro Trent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am not pro-Trent. Yeah. The question was simply, is some of the venom that he's getting unjustified? Like, what has he done to earn? Now I feel like I'm going to leave the station today, and there's going to be that guy that was in the Ask parking lot, job. and he's going to be yelling at me when I leave. Ask, hey. And he's going to have, like, his six-year-old kid right next to him. Someone's going to, Brent, please resign. Please retire. Yep. <laughs> say it on some, Oh, Brent. man. Hey, Diesel gets it. On fa- on uh, YouTube What'd has you nothing say? to do with actually anything important. He he liked the ranch. There you go. Oh really? Okay. Big D. D- right on. West Virginia Kentucky line. Right on. That's uh, right. Two states I didn't know were touching. Hey, uh, mock draft time for uh, all you Trent fans out there. <laughs> who's he gonna pick at number one? Who's, um, who's coming off the biggest injury this year? <laughs> I'm I also, like, Drake London. I well, also I'm, love that one. By the way, that's like, <laughs> that narrative is like it's like a. Thing. Oh, <laughs> like for that's sure. That's also a thing. Like, give me like I, I need ruptured disc <laughs> mix, and then someone, whoever, whoever has had like a ruptured disc in, in their neck, back, L five, maybe lower back, and then also an ACL fully reconstruction. That guy's going number one. No man. truth to the rumor that eight different teams are looking for Trent Balky to help them out with the draft. <laughs> that's because there are about eight guys coming off ACLs. Yeah. <laughs> And, and what was really surprising, I think it was the Mel Kuyper draft. I watched, I saw two. Dane Brugler did one for The Athletic. Yeah. Mel Kuyper uh, did one for, obviously, ESPN. And I think it was uh, Kuyper who had a lot of these guys. Like, your guy, Drake London, you yeah. want, like, at 33. 
Yeah, he's in the top ten. He's up there. Yeah, and he had James Wilson. Yes, I do know something. Yeah, Jameson I Williams, mean. I think, uh, 21st. Yeah, to New England. So what does that tell you? Like that these injuries... Now, Drake London, by the way, was way earlier in the year. I think in October, mm-hmm. I think he suffered the injury. Yeah. So he put up huge numbers before that. And Jameson Williams obviously suffered in January, so it's going to be a little bit longer. Yeah. But I, I will say this about... <laughs> it's going to sound like it's coming from Trent. But I will say this. Should the ACL stuff scare people like if you think Jamison Williams is a top 10 pick yeah should it really slide him down the board based on the fact that okay he might miss like a month of his career based on the ACL I mean to me it all depends on what you need that guy to do right away like okay for Jamison Williams for instance yeah that's the guy that you probably want to bring along slowly right like you know the expectations day one of training camp to get him out there and see what you got because of the injury exactly you want to bring him along slowly. Like, where Jacksonville is right now, can you afford to have a guy that you can just be patient on? Or do you need a game-changer day one? Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, you'd like him day one. Well, of course. But you're but also like, planning on having this guy for five years, right? True, but I think some teams are different. I think some teams can rely on a guy to take their time, and we'll get to you when we get to you. I think some teams are desperate, like Jacksonville, where, hey, we need receivers now. You know, like, who's to say James Williams comes out, maybe he has a setback, or maybe, you know, it's not where they think it is. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's the first week of the season, he's still out. Like, you don't want that. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, I think it's hard because when you draft, you want excitement, right? And so the idea of excitement is I want this guy, I, want, I can't wait to see him on the field, and it's tough mm-hmm. when you draft a guy and he's like, okay, I'm not ready to go. But in essence, anybody drafting Jamison Williams – Anybody drafting a guy like Drake London coming off injury that might be slowed a little bit, in essence, is really no different than anybody drafting than when the Jags drafted Dante Fowler or Travis Etienne. They both didn't play a snap. But then these guys actually are more likely to. But then if we have that energy, though, then why aren't we talking about taking a guy like Chris Godwin still or a guy like Michael Gallup? Well, and still? I think it does go to free agency as well. Yeah. You okay. know, I think I think actually free agency might lend you to getting that guy even more okay. because you might be able to get more of a discount. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, even if it's, a, it's just $2 million a year, yeah. you might be able to back off their deal just a little bit. But I give you – that's why I said a couple of weeks ago about DJ Chark. He's going to make way more money than people think he's going to make. I'll give you uh, Allen Robinson, who was coming off the ACL year. Now, he was fully healthy going into the next camp, so that might help. Mm-hmm. But he uh, he got, what, $13, $14, 14000000 I think it was a year from Chicago. So he didn't take a pay cut or anything. He got more than anybody <laughs> thought. Yeah. So I, I just I'm not sure the ACLs are are really scaring people away. And if not if that's not the case, then why should they scare you away from why should Jameson Williams slide from ten to twenty one, I guess? Because I think a top ten pick has to come in right away day one and make a difference on your team. I don't think I can I mean, I don't know the extent of, of the rehab and like what it takes. I'm not a doctor. But I think if you take a guy in the top ten outside of a quarterback, he better play right away. If he doesn't, then to me, that could be a wasted pick that year. Yeah. I, um, here's, here's what I do know, or I think. And th- why, I don't understand why Jags never do this. Mm-hmm. With all the freaking draft picks they've had. And I just don't understand with a team that lacks really good players. Not enough really good players. Blue chip guys. And we know, like, overall in drafts, I would say the top 10 to 15, maybe even the 20 that you can say, okay, that guy's a blue chip guy. You know, you can even go yeah. down on receivers a little bit to like a look at what Justin Jefferson has done, right? Now you got to hit the right guy, of course. Yeah. But 
if Jamison Williams were to slip and, and say the to 21 in the uh, mock draft that Kuiper has, mm-hmm. I would ask the Jags, why aren't you trading back up to go get him? Mm-hmm. And, and, and we did this last year. We kind of had that fun, right? Kyle Pitts was a little tough because you have to give away the farm to get into the top five. Yeah. Remember floating that idea? Like, if you can have two huge, really good players. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know what it costs you. It, it costs you a lot, right? You probably, let's be honest. If the Jags had given up some draft capital to go back up and get Kyle Pitts, part of what they would have given up was probably this year's first-round draft pick. True. Now, that wouldn't have worked out too well. You don't think. Or yeah. do you now have Kyle Pitts and Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Pitts was worth this year's first-round draft pick? I mean, first overall pick. I don't know. But <sighs> yeah. my point being, if you go get two really – like in the Jamison Williams situation, you don't have to trade all the way to the top ten. It's not going to cost you that kind of capital. I mean, you could trade 33 and a couple other picks and all this stuff and get back in the first round for a guy like Jamison Williams. And we have a lot of time to discuss something like mm-hmm. that. But – if he's slipping a little bit, I say the Jags should really try to go take advantage if they think he's a slam dunk, really good player on their board that was a top 10 player going into the draft before he tore an ACL. I would absolutely do that. Well, I mean, this has happened to him how many times where guys have slipped to them? Miles Jack slipped to them. Um, Juan Taylor slipped to them. Uh, I mean, you know, Josh Allen slipped to him, but it's not because of an injury or anything. Yeah, it's yeah. because, you know, shout out to, to Oakland at the time for, for making that decision. So, like, this, this has happened in the past. I agree with you. I think, you know... I'm not sure where everybody has him going, but if the ACL tear is an issue and Williams is kind of falling, then yeah, I mean, how, if you're Jacksonville, how can you not want to trade up and try to get a guy for Trevor Lawrence like that? Okay. I'd rather have Pitts, by the way. Than Williams? Than the first pick this year. Oh, I got you. Oh, yeah. would you? Yeah. It's a great Easy. question right there. There it is. I'm going to ask that question. You do that. I'm Try to sure. get back on the side of the people. You know <laughs> I'm, what I'm, not sure. I'm not sure we create artwork out of this one, <laughs> but maybe somebody can make a Trevor and Kyle Pitts picture. It <laughs> uh, could happen. So what do you think of, uh, I think it was Aiden Hutchinson. And, yeah. And I know where you stand on this, and you're probably not going to budge, right? Well, tell me what kind of defense you're playing, and I'll well, tell you I, which one I like. I think that's a big part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. I just, oh, man. I guess I'm going to risk it more for Thibodeau right now from what I've seen just because he's a lot younger and the growth, I think, is a lot more for a guy like Thibodeau. I think Hutchinson, who has four years in, you know, in college football, I mean, you know, he had that, I mean, his last year here obviously was, was the breakout year. And I don't know, like, what the stats say in terms of, like, your breakout year being your last year compared to, uh, you know, just consistently being pretty good. And I get it. The defense has changed for Michigan, so it's kind of hard to get a, a, a true sample of what Hutchinson brings to the table. I just think the boom is higher with a guy like Thibodeau. But now here's the thing. You have to bring a guy in that's going to coach him up right. And when it comes to defensive linemen getting coached up right who are, you know, prospects – I mean, Josh Allen has, has shown some promise. Like, yeah, Clayus Campbell was the man, but Clayus Campbell was the man before he even got to Jacksonville. I'm not sure how much luck this, you know, this Jacksonville team's had in terms of getting productivity out of their draft picks that they've taken high um, in terms of rushing, uh, that edge rush, obviously. Yeah, uh, let me just go back to the, the ACL conversation real quick just to put a bow on it because I think uh, our artist, T.J. Delphonic, brings up a great point here. Jeffrey Simmons was a projected top 10 pick, remember? Towards ACL in February when training for the draft. Went 19 overall to the Titans that year. Yeah. And is a second-team All-Pro now. And they waited. Remember, they didn't have him the whole year. 
Yep. And and it, and by the way, like you would say to Jacksonville, like, can you afford doing that to sit guys out for a year? Well, Tennessee was in a position to. I remember at that time, I was like, I'm not sure they're in a position to have a guy sit out. Like, they're not like this. They don't have a riches of talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Well, they did it. And so but, that, that's an yeah. interesting. They also had that other issue with Jefferson. Well, I was going to say he had some red flags, though. He did, yeah, yeah. But bottom line is, he still picked, I think, uh, 19th overall. Sure, you no, know? for sure. Yeah, so, you're right. But I, I don't think he would have gone the top 10 strictly based on the ACL. The Titans were able to get him because they thought there was a lot of value. There's top 10 value, and yeah. they waited a year to get the value out of him. Well, and now they're reaping the rewards for it. I'm not sure if he would have gone top 10 even if he was healthy with the because of the red flags stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a. That was a big thing. All right, let, let's yeah. stay on uh, Mel's draft. So Hutchinson and Thibodeau, are you concerned at all about the productivity in college when it does come to the sacks? Just to elaborate that, on that a little bit more, uh, what was it, 13 sacks for Hutchinson? I think like seven and a half for Thibodeau. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's fast, right? Yeah, he can get back there. Yeah, he's a game wrecker. He's got a lot of pressures. I get it, a lot of pressures, but still sacks is a big stat around here. It is. And it's hard to go number one and then go have seven and a half sacks in the NFL. Right, yeah. you got to get me to double-digit sacks if I'm taking you number one overall. Heck, if I'm taking you number two overall, I want you to be double-digit sacks, mm-hmm. and and I want that every year. So you got because the book on Thibodeau is that he's a little bit raw and might not have a secondary move. You know where I've heard that before? I'll tell you where I've heard that before. Good athlete doesn't have a secondary move. Who you got? Dante Fowler Jr. Mm. Really good athlete, was able to get by people, can do some things in the college game, but then he's he doesn't have anything in his repertoire. Right? Yeah. He doesn't he, he doesn't advance. Now, Thibodeau might be able to learn that. He might be the guy that will learn that, might get more in his tool belt. Mm-hmm. But they got to learn that. They got to know that. If Hutchinson's got a better skill set, my mind automatically goes to, okay, he might not be Lawrence Taylor, even though Thibodeau has the upside to maybe be Lawrence Taylor. And I know I'm getting a little dramatic here. But, <laughs> but Hutchinson nice. might be something steady that I can count on all the time, and I'm going to get this all the time rather than take that boomer bust pick. And again, this is an organization right now that cannot miss. They just can't miss on another one. I mean, fold the tent on drafting if you miss another one, especially a number one overall pick. Without a doubt. Um, you know, I, so, so here's the thing about Thibodeau, and I've compared him to this before. Like, you see a guy like Von Miller who put up some pretty good numbers in college, Goes to the NFL, and really, like, the, the, the only things that you worried about with Von Miller was the size, right? Like, could he use the speed? Could he use athleticism? And, and could that work? Because keep in mind, we're talking about Von Miller now. This is back in 2011. Yeah. This is back when defensive ends went around at, like, 260, 270. Yeah. Right? It, it wasn't the new era now of, like, these shorter, um, the, these thinner defensive linemen. Like, I remember when I got dressed back in 2010, a year before Von Miller. Like, I had to put on weight. Yeah. I was about, like, 260 at Murray State. The thought was, hey, everyone's playing a 4-3 defense. You got to be about 270, man, to, to play in these defenses. All right, so I had to put on weight for that. 2011, not much changed. Like, you, you had to be a bigger guy. Well, Von Miller had the speed. I think he ran like a 4-5 or 4-6. Like, quick, not like the, the fastest, but respectable. But like people thought, well, how is he going to handle in the run game? You know, how is he going to handle the, the, the grueling, you know, long season NFL season? And he did, and he became probably a Hall of Famer um, in the process. I see a guy like Thibodeau, and I get it. He's not the best in the run game, right? And I think of a guy like Caleb on Chase on. I, I, I echoed he's got a great first step. You know, he looks great on film, yada, 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 and that didn't translate well. And he was a liability in the run game. I see a guy like Thibodeau, and it's just, 
if you can get the most out of him, because he's still learning the game, and this is the, the biggest part. Like, to me, it reminds me of a guy like Ziggy Ansah. Remember Ziggy Ansah yeah, out of yeah. BYU? Yeah. I, I know for a pretty good idea that Jackson was really interested in Ziggy Ansah. The, the, the con of Ziggy Ansah was the fact that he was inexperienced. He was raw. He was a raw yes. talent that they thought, oh, I mean, do we want to spend time working on this Hadn't guy? Hadn't played a lot of football. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I mean, he had a, a pretty productive career. Probably not, I'm not sure, like, what, what the stats have in correlation where he was drafted. But, I mean, I remember seeing um, he had some pretty good numbers even when I played in Detroit. So I see a guy like Thibodeau, and it's like, if you can get the most out of him, if you can coach him right and get what you want, then yeah, but it's got to be the right system. I think Hutchinson, I've compared him to, like, Max Crosby. Like, he reminds me a lot of Max Crosby. He's a high-energy guy, um, a high-motor um, very skilled already. Like, I'm not going to put him in a Bosa category because I think Bosa, with all due respect to, to Max Crosby, I think the Bosa brothers are probably a little more versed in terms of pass rushing than Crosby is. But I think, like, you could get a Crosby-type player with Hutchinson, which I think a lot of teams would love to have. It's just a matter of what kind of defense are you going to run and are you going to risk it and say, we think Thibodeau is going to offer the, the, the bigger boom and could we get, like, a Von Miller? Could we get a guy that can give us 15-something sacks this season? I'm not sure if Hutchinson can actually do that. Thibodeau maybe could. Yeah. Can you get me a comp to Hutchinson without a guy being white? Um, ah, I'm just kind of kidding. Oh, right. no, no. I, I'm trying, man. I don't, <laughs> it's funny. I just, our yeah. mind goes there, right? Uh, yeah. The uh, Ziggy Ansa. I didn't realize. Ziggy, I knew he had a, he was somewhat okay. Like, he wasn't unbelievable, yeah. but he was better than Bust. He had 50 sacks. Mm-hmm. The Jag, I know you were right about that. The Jags really were in on that. Oh, like I know, the, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and in hindsight, actually, because that was such an awful draft, mm-hmm. should have taken him. Who did we take that year? That was Jokel. Oh, but, gotcha. But a bit of time, it was Fisher, Jokel, Deion Jordan. Uh, really, you can make the case Lane Johnson. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Barkevius Mingo, Jonathan Cooper, oh, Tavon right. Austin, got him now. Uh, D. Perfect. Milner, Chance Warmack, <laughs> DJ Fluker, DJ Hayden, had him. I mean, how many guys did we get from this draft after the fact? I like it. So, Tyler Eifert. Was Eifert in there? Yep. 21. Oh, wow. I'll keep going. I'll see what I can find. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. Well, DeAndre Hopkins have wouldn't him. have been bad, right? That would have been. Uh, Cyprian. Oh, we picked him, obviously. Yeah, that was the 33. Man, Titeo. This was a good draft. Optics. By the way, when they picked when they picked Jonathan Cyprian, it's what they didn't pick after. They could have had Zach Ertz. They could have had Darius Slay. Mm. Um... Could have had a guy like Robert Woods, which still would have been better, you know. Mm-hmm. The second round, you can make the case they messed up more. Le'Veon Bell later on. Um, Travis Kelsey. Was oh. Kelsey down there? Oh. Third round. Third round? Oh, top of the third round. We oh, Don't worry, we were going to pick Kelsey, but uh, we didn't oh, have yeah? that pick. Dwayne Gratz was the next one. All right. Rats. Golly, what a terrible draft. Tyron Matthew. By the way, we could have had Matthew. That was a risky move. Glennon, right? here's one we had. Mike Glenn, man, we, we went, we scavenged this draft. By the way, could have had Keenan Allen. Yeah. Well, wow, so this was like a, it was a deep draft, not it, a it top, was heavy. The top The first round of that draft was terrible. Yeah. After that, you got some studs, but you had to be able to pick the studs. Was it Keem Spence here? Yes, he was. I mean, Ace, uh, yeah. Ace hey, let's get Steven real quick uh, here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I'm getting depressed. What's up, Steven? Hey, not too much. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. I think I'm doing better than Brent is, but go ahead. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, Casey agreed with me before when I brought it up to him. Uh, 
My top receiver is definitely Traylon Burks, but that's not really my question. I just wanted to give that opinion. Uh, my main question is, you guys were talking about quarterbacks and the team's looking for quarterbacks. Uh, nobody's really brought up the name of, uh, you know, Jameis Winston. I know I'm not talking Jags today, but, I mean, like a Washington or Pittsburgh or Denver, I mean, New Orleans is like 35 mil over the cap. They really, I don't think, could afford to even keep him. I mean, could you see him going to one of those teams? Because I believe he had his best season ever yesterday with Sean Payton. Uh, got hurt. Yeah, appreciate it, Stephen. That's a good call. I kind of did forget about James Winston, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, like, you're not going to go to, say, in Indianapolis, right, with James Winston because the downside's too much in terms of turning it over. Yeah. Uh, could you r- kick the tires on it a little bit in, like, a place like Pittsburgh and Tomlin get the best out of him there? I guess you could. It doesn't seem to fit their style because he might be too turnover-prone as well. Mm-hmm. Although, but I will say this, Ben, ben was turnover-prone at times. So mm-hmm. I, I would say if you're going to try something because you don't have anything else like like i would see him in houston more so a place like that where you could say hey let's see if we can hit it big with him as a low investment yeah um if we're not going to get our guy in the draft or or we don't really love davis mills but right now they're going to probably stick by davis mills so yeah winston's interesting yeah i can see winston like okay how about seattle if they get traded, if, yeah, maybe if, uh, Russell Wilson traded. I can see Winston going somewhere where he could be like a bridge guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, are you confident that James Winston could take your team to a Super Bowl? Mm, no, but you might want to see if he can. Right? True. Yeah. I mean, you, you might want to entertain the idea, but also then you have him in front of the the young guy that you got, and then hopefully you can groom the young yeah. guy to take over eventually. So maybe like a place like if the Giants turn away from Daniel Jones. Yeah, I'm sorry, call. Brent earmuffs. I know you like him, but no, that's a good call. Maybe like New York. Yeah. Um, well, I liken him a little. I, I think he's a better option than, say, like Sam Darnold they tried in Carolina. Ooh. You know, like they tr- that's what they tried to do in Carolina. They're like, hey, yeah. we think the Jets really sucked, and so we're going to try to resurrect your career. We think you have, you're better than you played, mm-hmm. and let's try it. Mm-hmm. That was kind of expensive for them, right, because they gave away some stuff, trade capital. But I wonder if some team will do that with Jameis. Like, listen, there's enough. Like I always say this. You can talk about the interceptions, interceptions. That's a major problem. But you also throw a lot of touchdowns and a lot of yards. Like, that's hard to do in the NFL, too. Yeah. Like, that just doesn't automatically happen. It's hard to throw 30 picks, too. But <laughs> For sure. You know? So I just wonder if somebody could buy in on that on the low end. Not Like you're like you're saying, not ready to win just yet, but doesn't have a guy in mind and yeah. doesn't want to force the issue. And so it's like, all right, let's see if this could work. And I'll tell you this. There's not a lot of those teams remaining. Carolina might might be one of those teams, but I think they just tried it. They got to go get somebody now. Get somebody. I mean, how much longer can Matt Rule not have a quarterback? Did I see in the Mel Kuyper draft today that the first quarterback taken is Malik Willis? Yeah, that's correct. You did. Washington. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Yeah. Did we talk about the draft at all? Like the mock draft? Or yeah, we'll was go that, back was back that, okay. okay. Well, we, we did. I mean, we he got us onto Hutchinson and Thibodeau because that's what he had Hutchinson. Yeah, but do you go offensive tech? Well, that's what I want to ask you next because the. The Brugler one, the athletic draft, had a left tackle, but it's not the one everybody thinks. If you haven't seen this yet, we'll tell you who it is. We'll uh, talk more about it coming up. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. got to try to keep everything in perspective and really just focus on what you have right in front of you, whether it's 
the, the meeting, whether it's the walkthrough, whether it's the practice, just making sure that you're dialed in, you're locked in, you're doing everything you can to, to stay in the moment. I think that's as important as anything, is staying in the moment, knowing and trusting what has gotten us to this point. And that's, at the end of the day, it's, it's football. And yeah, uh, obviously the, there, there's a lot at stake, but uh, that is life in, in this league. And so you got to try to compartmentalize that as best you can and try to keep it as, uh, you know, normal as possible. All these quarterbacks sound, sound like, the same. Sound like a golfer. It's like a quarterback. Well, we do have some golf sound coming up next segment because we'll do golf picks. But that was not a quarterback either. Ooh. And it's not really that big of a trick. I mean, it's not like a. Hey, Sky, just a little bit one more time. Just a little appetizer, please. Sure. Thank you, man. I don't know, I you really got to try to keep everything in perspective and really just focus on what you have right in front of you, whether it's. The, the meeting, whether it's the walkthrough, I got it. I got practice, it. just making sure that three, two, one. Lafleur. Kyle said it. One of you is right. It's Matt Lafleur. Oh, isn't it? It's Matt Lafleur. Shanahan was a good guess, though. I thought I wasn't even thinking of him because yeah. it does kind of sound like Shanahan. It's a, it's a, it's a Shanahan quote. Well, Lafleur doesn't even say anything, man. He just, they're, they're boys, though. You know. I was going to say yeah. it actually sounds like Shanahan a little bit. Yeah. If you did a voice test, that'd be pretty close. You can't get Matt Lafleur's comments out of here. I want to hear Aaron Rodgers' comments. I mean, make Matt sure Lafleur. you put that point for me. There you go. I need them today. Brent needs a dub. Um, hey, Glenn on the on YouTube, it looks like it says Ron Franklin had a special play-by-play delivery just drew me in. Uh, R.I.P. Ron Franklin, favorite all-time college football play-by-play guy. Yeah, I did not realize he had passed away until this morning. I don't know when that came. I think it was yesterday. Um, so uh, I agree with you, Ron Franklin, the, the voice of of college football and many other things for a long time, um, passed away. So R.I.P. for sure. I'm glad you mentioned uh, that. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Wednesday. That got a little hotter than I expected it to be, mm. uh, at least for me. Um, Wait till you still start pulling that heat out of the mosaic. Yeah, it's and true. We still got hot. we got a blaster break bang, bang. box thing going on still to come with some football cards. I don't doubt Trent Bulky's cards coming out of the pile. Uh, <laughs> that would be something. GM's had cards. That'd be a yeah. one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> now we're on to something. I already, I already said, is he getting too much venom? I said, should the ACL guys really slip in the draft? Brent, and if I pull a bulky card out of uh, You ain't doing yourself any favors today, <laughs> man. Um, the mock drafts, we talked about the the pass rushers because that's who Ormel had, Yeah, the Jags. And, and by the way, I think pass rusher is a really good idea for mm-hmm. this football team. I, I think we're getting a little too wrapped up, sometimes myself included, in the whatever we can do for Trevor Lawrence, which is should be the focus, but that doesn't mean you should have just six and a half and seven and a half sacks leading the way the last couple of years either. It's been a major problem, so you can't ignore it, and it's a big part of the football game, especially if you want to get turnovers. And the Jags have kind of built their secondary to a point where you could... You can do okay with that secondary. Like, there are things to like in that secondary. There's upside potentially to Cisco. Shaq Griffin can do the job. Tyson Campbell, there's upside to him. Rayshon Jenkins I thought was disappointing, but, I mean, the guy's played in the league. I think he can do enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not telling you they're going to be, like, Legion of Boom good. I'm just saying, hey, they're, they're good enough. Well, now if you can get that front pretty good, now you start putting Trevor in better positions. You get him the football, you turn it over. So I do think pass rusher is certainly a place to go here. And, and I think you can make the case that, you got your left tackle and Walker Little. 
Like, so do you need to, do you yeah. need that as much as the other? Like, do you really need that? And by the way, the answer is, yeah, you need as much as you can to be really, really good. And so Evan Neal might fit that from Alabama. But that's not where Brugler went with this pick. No, Brugler went someplace else. So, yeah, real quick, I mean, and obviously opinions can change and everything. But, like, where I sit right now, it's weird. Right, because what do we always talk about, Brent? It's about Trevor Lawrence. It's about giving Trevor Lawrence the, the most tools that you can to help him succeed. Well, yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, getting an edge rusher, it'll help the team play complimentary football, which in turn could probably help Trevor Lawrence. But it's not the same as getting a bona fide, you know, left tackle than moving Walker Little probably to right tackle, maybe moving Drawn Taylor down to guard, or maybe wash your hands of Drawn Taylor altogether. So, like, if you want to help Trevor Lawrence, then offensive tackle is the spot that you got to go after with that top spot. My question is, let's do an exercise here. Casey, Brent, give me the top five offensive tackles this year. Trent Williams. Okay. Good call. Or laugh at Cowboys fans, too. We're talking on the left and right. Just we can do both. I mean, I, I would say just give me the, the top tackles from this year. Slater. Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown? I don't think he played well. He didn't play well. Uh, yeah. Slater from but, out in L.A. Okay. He, yeah, from uh, Northwestern, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no. no. Um, uh, but anyway, I'm but sorry. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. He was Slater. a rookie. Slater but he plays it. for the Chargers. Yeah. But didn't he go Northwestern? Yeah. Oh, he was a Northwestern guy? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Rashawn Slater, yeah. But he played terrific. Okay. So those would be two. Sure. Um, I know the highest paid guy is our guy from uh, Lake City, uh, Tunsil. Didn't play much in Houston because mm, he got yeah. hurt. Yeah. He was hurt. Um, I get what you're saying. Yeah, okay. I don't so know. Go and give me Wait. the top five. Oh. What? I mean, Worfs could be up there, I would say, probably. But Yeah, Worfs, you're right. Yeah. yeah. You said either side. Yeah. What? Why was Orlando Brown bad? I'm seeing a bunch of articles about he's good. He didn't play the best this year. Not, at least in the, in the start of the season, he didn't. Don't get wrapped up in that. Don't get uh, <laughs> in the rabbit hole. By the way, Orlando Brown, great, fine, good guess. but Or good pick. I don't think that's what Austin's getting at So here. now question number two. Who are some top, the, the, the top pass rushers this year? Yeah, T.J. Watt. Yeah. Um, Max Crosby, you could Crosby. say. Um, Hutchinson from Cincinnati was good. I think he's an all-pro. Yes. Uh, yeah. So my point is, is that Judon, Judon, oh yeah, stud was an MVP contender for a while. So when we talk about, you know, what position can give you more of an effect on the team, like yeah, I get having that bookend offensive tackle is important, but if you have an edge rusher, man, that can be a game changer. So I lean towards taking an edge rusher, even though it kind of contradicts what we believe and get up Trevor Lawrence, get up Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I agree. But if you have the opportunity to change your defense and get a, a top-rated edge rusher and you get the most out of that edge rusher, it's hard to turn that down then. Yeah, I, I, I agree. you got star potential. It's a, it's a personality kind of position at times, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, listen, I get the logic in picking a tackle. If it's Evan Neal or if it's Ikem Ekwanu from NC State, who Brugler says he would put as number one. Yeah. Like, I understand it. I get the pick. Protect Trevor. Mm -hmm. Be great for a long time on the offensive line. Offensive line, you can never do enough. I would say the same for the defensive line. You can never do enough. You can never have enough pass rushers. You can never have enough defensive linemen. You could probably never have enough offensive linemen because you're never good at all five positions or very rarely very good at all five positions. And you, you have to have uh, some depth for injuries. So, yeah, I get the logic in both sides. But I kind of agree with you. I, I think the game-changing player 
has the ability to be that pass rusher. And at number one overall, I'll tell you this, at number one overall, whether it's Aquanu or Neal, like they better be Hall of Fame good. Yeah. Now you you want Hall of Fame good from your pass rusher, but you don't necessarily have to be Hall of Fame good to change games Mm -hmm. and be super productive Mm -hmm. and help your defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. To really be that noticeable and that good of a, like to really impact your offense, like, what's the difference? I would ask you this. What's the difference between um, Evan Neal and Walker Little as opposed to what's the difference between a guy like Hutchinson or Thibodeau and Chaseon? See, that's what I'd be asking myself if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. It's like, okay, am I already pretty good here even if I'm not Hall of Fame great here? But I'm not good on this side at all. Like, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Or I got not enough. And now I can get, boom, that much better. I think that comes into play a little bit with your football team, even though both are really good players, potentially. Yeah, I mean, to me, it just comes down to, can you get more bang for your buck? You know, I mean, listen, if you can trade down a couple spots, because a team is really desperate to take the number one spot, then by all means, trade down, take an offensive tackle, get some more capital, I'm not going to be mad at you. But when I see this Jaguars offensive line right now, and... I'm not sure where the hype is on Walker Little going. I mean, he's going to be the starter unless they bring back Cam Robinson again in, like, some kind of franchise yeah, thing. Yeah, I some people that want that to happen. They I don't might. get that. But yeah. I don't get it, not because of Cam. I just don't know why you'd get that pricey in that position when you already have a guy you think can play that position. Yeah. And he's on a rookie deal. And I'm not sure what fragency looks like this year in terms of right tackles and left tackles and all that stuff. But I just think if you have a chance to get a special edge rusher, then you pull the trigger on that as opposed to... And once again, like, if we're in the conversation right now, who, who's the number one overall offensive tackle? We don't even know. Like, I think it was Evan Neal, but now people have this guy from NC State. Well, if there's not an unequivocally number one offensive tackle, then what are we talking about, too, you know? Yeah. Well, you can make the case it's not a, yeah. a lockdown number one pass rusher, True. too, though. True. So... Well, to make the case, I think Rashawn Slater didn't go as a top tackle, and he was probably the best one well, out of a bunch. That's a good point. So, that, yeah. that, By the way, that's another thing I'd ask myself. Can you get another good offensive lineman down the road in this draft? Where pass rushers... I, I did this study last year. Yeah. It's tough to find pass rushers that really impact games outside of the top 20 in the draft. Now, there are examples. C.J. Watt's probably the latest example, yeah. but it's tough. Who was the cat from New York, from Louisville? The, the, the big guy. No, they're not, they're not liking him anymore. But Beckton. who was the, Yeah, Beckton. Beckton. He was a guy that went a little deeper, right, than uh, they expected? I think uh, he might have been like 9 or 11 or 12. He yeah. wasn't like 28 or something. And like to that. prove Casey's point, I just looked this up right now. So it turns out that Orlando Brown did make a Pro Bowl. So he oh, was pretty this year? good. Yeah. He made the Pro Bowl this year? I guess. There was talk about him early in the season. I know what you're talking about, yeah. that he was not playing well. Yeah. Um, sorry, Casey. I guess he turned it around. Hmm. Austin owes you an apology. So are you saying sorry Casey has a Kansas City or sorry Casey Kurtz? Casey Kurtz. Okay. Yeah, sounds about right. (laughs) All right, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I'm going golfing after this. Yeah, I feel like I'm uh, playing pretty well. This is really the first time I could remember since probably college where I played pretty good in the fall. I don't know why. For whatever reason, the fall was always kind of tough for me. So um, it was really good going to the offseason, feeling like my game was in a good spot and not really having to fix a ton of stuff, just trying to improve on the stuff I've been improving on. And uh, I feel pretty good going into the new year. <laughs> Take it, Brent. Ah. Uh, I don't know. Who was that? What's that? Uh, Jordan Spieth. 
Nah, it definitely wasn't. Wasn't, nah, it wasn't speed. There's um, somebody in the field this week. Does that help? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Joseph Bramlett. No. About Austin Co- Smotherin. Colin Morikawa. No and no. Jason Duffner. No. Tyler McCumber. Patrick Cantley. No and no. Oh, that's Jimmy Walker. No. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, Ricky uh, Fowler. Talk no. about Charles Howell III? No. Dang. <laughs> I have a great story about Jason Duffner, by the way. Duff. He's a great fan. How do you know that? I know. Hey. That's your guy? I know. No, no. Uh, one of my friends is from Cleveland. He's a big Duffner fan. Really? Yeah. Oh. I swear. I can't uh, tell. Why else would I say that? I can't, I can't <laughs> you think tell I'm just the story. making that up? I don't know. All right. I'm out of. I have no idea. Scotty Scheffler. Oh, Scotty. Could have been here all day. Scotty. Yeah, it's a big field. Yeah. Uh, so what's the golf story? My oh, about, still? Oh, uh, well, uh, nothing has changed. <laughs> We all missed the cut. Did we all miss it? Yep. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, man. So we I probably sometimes just... I can't remember who you guys pick, and I'm looking it up, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. Well, I told, I forgot. I told yeah. you this, Brent. I make picks here, and then I make them on the podcast. I do, and on the podcast, I picked Russell Henley, who yes. finished in second. Well, if you go back and listen to this show a week ago, I was like, I'm going to pick Kevin Na, and then Na would have been okay. Now, he chalk. didn't win it. Yeah. but Chalk. He wasn't chalk. He was the defending champ, and even Casey had said he's not chalk here. Okay. Mm-mm. But, uh, all right, what do we got? We got the American Express odds. We got the American Express, so it's pretty weird. They're going to play three different courses. Oh, wow. <sighs> Where are we? California. Where? Do you know? Uh, no. Okay. Casey, are these North Coast courses, South courses? What kind of so courses are we talking about? one of them is La, La Quinta. <laughs> Blue, yeah, red, like North hotel. and South. Well, it, yeah, La Quinta, kind of like the oh, yeah. uh, hotel. I've stayed in there before, yeah. And then you got, <laughs> uh, like, PGA North. Or something, and then like okay. a stadium course as well. Okay. So uh, it's a it's a lot P die designed, but like they're gonna play three different courses, all par seventy twos, and then on Sunday they will play the hardest course again. The cut will be after the third round, so you're getting three rounds for everybody, and yeah. then the fourth round will be the cut, top sixty five and ties, and yeah, that's pretty much the situation. It's a desert out there. Uh, you want someone who's good off the tee and can make some putts. Low okay. and bar- a lot of birdies, low scoring. You better be able to make putts everywhere you go. A lot of birdies, huh? Yeah. Your winners were uh, 23 under, 26 under, and 24 in the last three. And it's a bunch of random winners. Siwoo Kim won last year, Andrew Landry before that, Adam Long before that. I have not had a lot of luck with this guy, but I'm going to go first if you don't mind. Please, Please do. do. <laughs> Drinks. And I'm going to go with Cameron Champ. Guy that can bomb it. Mm-hmm. Make some birdies, but probably should be a better player results-wise than he is. Okay. Uh, once in a while, pops. So we'll see. It's early in the year. Maybe it's the time for him. Okay. I got right. Cameron Champ. All right. Winning it. Casey, I'm still doing my due diligence While you here. you do your due I'm diligence, I just want to respond to Mark Devoli, who chimed in on the YouTube uh, feed. The reason you don't see my live picture is because, well, DJ Delphonic made this graphic of Trent and Brent. <laughs> and so that has taken over the show. Casey, you can we flip me on t-shirts. for a second just so uh, see Mark can see. We can easily do this. And we have the all technology. Casey has to do is, boom, hit a button for a moment. Two if buttons. You... Hi, Mark. How are you? Oh, I got one. I'm back. But we're sticking with Brent and Trent's show today. So uh, you have to listen a little earlier if you really want to know why. <laughs> Subscribe on the YouTube or podcast. Actually, sure, yeah. on ESPN Check out the podcast. There we go.
Uh, you want me to do mine? Yes, please, because it's 4.56 and we got to go to break. All right, so check it out. So, okay, come with me here. Uh, it's the American Express, right? So when I heard the American Express, I thought of American Express. It's everywhere you want to be. But then I did some research. It's actually Visa. But I don't care because I spent way too much time looking that up. So Because keep in mind, I've only had a credit card for like a, a year. That now. is true, which is so unbelievable. I'm You're 34 years the, old. Yeah, I'm very fresh to the credit card scene. So I'm trying to find a guy who, you know, because once again, the slogan is everywhere you want to be. A guy that doesn't want to be here in this picture in the PJ Tour field. And to me, there's all, they're all smiling. They're all bringing out their pearly whites, those milk of magnesia brights. But there's one guy here over everybody that does not want to be in this picture. Go ahead and give me Christian Bazunuhout. Christian Bazunhout. Bazunhout. Christian Christian Buzendout. Christian with two A's. Christian with two A's. Buzenhout? By a vowel. German? No. Okay. American? South, South African. Yes. Oh, what are all these South Africans playing golf? Zudenhout, I think. Zudenhout. Yeah, it is. That's German. I can't believe it. You know what I give you credit for? What you got? Is even picking a guy with that last name. Dude, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be there, does he, though? Yeah. Look, look at that picture. I do not want to be there. He's yeah. got better things to do. Yeah. Okay, so who you got? Patrick Cantley. Cantley. Okay. By the way, Cantley's like, listen, Great smile I know you guys give me, give me, you know what, for uh, what for I chalk? pick chalk. Is this chalk? Cantley's close yeah. to chalk now. Okay. 100%. Casey, how is Boozenhout? Better than Cameron Champ. Okay. I can we'll with that. I can uh, with that. Mark Devoli, by the way, will open some cards coming up here. Football at five. Oh, man, what a packed day can't today, wait. Brent. I can't wait. Brent and Trent. <laughs> packed day. I get it. I got it. it. Took me a minute. You're good, Football man. Football at five coming up. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.